Welcome to Video Marketing Secrets, Simple Strategies for Outrageous ROI, a podcast by The Draw Shop. Here, you will learn the most creative and cutting-edge video marketing strategies to help you attract, nurture, and convert your ideal customers throughout your entire sales funnel. I'm your host, Summer Felix Mulder. Please join me for this newest episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Super excited about our guest today. His name is David Lazowski. And what are we doing? We're talking about my favorite things, of course. So he's got an advertising and marketing agency that is pretty much focused on video marketing, which is why he's on the show. And the name of that agency is Foxel. And he creates evergreen video assets to help businesses get more ideal clients more easily in less time and with less effort. He is in charge of video production and strategy. He creates videos that attracts ideal clients and most importantly, builds trust with them. He used to be a photographer. He was in the music and entertainment industry. He's done like a lot of really cool stuff that we'll talk about on the show. But the really cool things that we are talking about today is you know, how small business owners can really attract more clients, gain the trust with a video. But most importantly, like how do we do that when it feels daunting and hard or you're uncomfortable on camera? So we're going to talk about all those things, what that means for your business if you are actually implementing these type videos. So listen up, it's going to be a good one. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited about all the things we're going to talk about. You you have a lot of video marketing genius that you're going to bring here today. And I'm especially excited to talk about how you work with this with your clients and, and in your agency. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Summer. I appreciate it. That's a, a hell of a welcome. I feel like I got to provide some some genius now. You better. The pressure's on. <laughs> I know. I know. I can feel it. <laughs> so give me like a little bit of your background and like how you got into marketing and then decided to have an agency. Like what was the journey leading up to today? Yeah, absolutely. It was not clear cut. I'll tell you that much. I <laughs> never is. Well, I was sometimes say, it is. <laughs> I feel like anybody who said it was a clear path, I had it all figured out, they're lying. So yeah, I agree. I, I'll give you the, the quick kind of background. So I was in college and I thought I was going to be an engineer. And then I quickly became one of those statistics that, no, you thought you were going to be an engineer and you switched. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. And just too much math and, and science for the rest of my life. And yeah. so I always loved just creative marketing. I always had an appreciation for it. And so at the time, I was friends with a lot of different people in bands, and I was kind of doing some behind the scenes work with them, just trying to figure out how can we get more people listening, interested. And so around that same time that I had switched away from engineering to uh, corporate communication, figured marketing business, why not? Yep. And I was working with them to condense the story. I had the opportunity to go on tour with one of the bands I was working with. And so I decided I should probably take a year off from college and go do that. Yeah. And I did. And I became the media person because I was the only one that had a camera. So I got thrown in the deep end, did that off and on for a little while. And I thought, you know what, let's let's start a business around this. Just at the time, I was working with a lot of musicians and bands. Yeah. And after about two years of that, when I was getting ready to graduate college, I thought, okay, bands are broke. And I 
interested in providing something more than just pictures they post once or videos they post once. Yeah. So I started, I worked with my first business, realized what video could do in the world of business and uh, made the jump. And that was 2018. And I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. So for going on five years, like where are we for? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been collective six years in May and about four, a little over four years doing it with uh, strictly video with businesses. Yeah. Nice. So are they like, what's your typical client that you're working with? Yeah, I'd say now it's, we've actually been working with a lot of realtors lately, okay. but also it usually yeah, revolves They're pretty around, busy these days. They are. <laughs> There's they a lot of really, for them. Yeah. I know, exactly. So the ones that can get on video kind of stand out a little bit. That's something that I wanted to talk about because I know that that's what you're really good at is getting people to stand out. And mm-hmm. this is the big pain point of our clients as well. and. You know, for us, a lot of what we're doing is, you know, how what's the messaging and and how can we frame you, you know, different. But I was super excited to talk to you today because today there's so many people that do the same type of service, right? Yeah. Realtors, for example. How do you stand out? How do you, as one fitness coach, stand out from the next fitness coach? How does you as you know, a life coach or a business coach or you know, all of these things, like it is we have this like tremendous ability to get in front of so many people, but at the same time, it's like, I just saw 20 other ads for that fitness coach. So why am I going to go with you? (laughs) What are your, like, how do you approach this with your clients? Yeah, it's a great question because a lot of people think it like they look at the top level, they're providing at the surface level, the same service. Yeah. But what we do is we, we dive a little bit deeper and one, the service probably has a few different things that they're offering, but even deeper than that, the person behind it is completely different. Like nobody has lived through the same experiences or built their thing to that point the same way as somebody else. Maybe a lot of similarities, maybe some crossover, but really, especially in the world of like fitness or or real estate or health and wellness, anything where where it's that personal connection is important. If you can show people here's what who I am and what I'm about, what I've lived through, my approach, my mentality. That's going to resonate a lot with these people. But yeah. this person who's lived a different way might resonate a lot with these people over here. And so it's really just the more you can broadcast you, your ideology, your values. That's from my perspective and how we approach things, the biggest differentiator of all. Yeah, no, that's so true. I was recently talking about this with someone and, you know, if we look at our own buying patterns or things that we get, you know, hooked onto or who we engage with, it is, it's so, it's a personal thing. And there's like a different story that each person has that you resonate with. And it's not going to be for everyone, which is a good thing, right? It's, we all have something that's going to resonate with somebody else and people learn differently from different people. We don't all learn the same from the same person. 100%. Yeah, that's why you go through if you're if you like YouTube or you like Instagram or or you're following these different people on different platforms, you probably got a grab bag. Yeah. Because each person brings something a little bit different to the table. Maybe it's all under the same umbrella, but just their little things that make them unique is enough to say, yeah, I'm gonna go check that person out, and then this person, and then this person. 
Yeah. Like everybody's got something. What's the biggest challenge that your clients have had when it comes to video in their business? I think it's two things in particular, and there are two different parts of the process. One is getting on camera. So many people, I hear it. I'm not good on camera. I'm not good speaking. I'm just not good at this. Yep. And like so many people believe that because they just, they don't get on camera Yeah. or they hate public speaking. But the way that we do it is, is they don't have to think about any of that. I mean, all our stuff's interview-based, kind of like we're talking right now. And they don't have to really do much prep at all because they're talking about things they already talk about or they're already experts on. Yeah. So that's the one thing is, is I'm afraid to get on camera. Okay, I get it. And then the second thing I would say is kind of the implementation using the videos. And the way that we sort of nip that is just having a game plan. What is the intention here? Because if you're just making a video and then looking at it and going, how do, we, how do we use this? What do we do with this now? It's a lot easier if you know what the game plan is ahead of time. And so that's yeah. why we, we always, we don't touch a camera until we know why we're doing it. So, and are you doing that? Like, what are the things that you're looking at in terms of creating that plan? Like, is it is it scheduling out bits of content? Is it like, here's what we need the outcome to look like? Here's what the action we need them to take. Like, what are some of those things that you're thinking about? The question that I usually start all of my sales calls with is, if we were talking again right now in this setting 12 months from now, what would need to have happened for you to consider this a success? I love that question. It's a great question. It's it always such a great knocks, question. There, nobody's expecting it like right out the gates. So well, and it puts you in the mindset of like the transformation, the, you know, here's the before, here's the after. It puts you in the mindset. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you know? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, that could it, happen. And they're yeah. already assuming that we've worked together it, yes. by that point. Yeah. A lot going on in that one. It's a loaded question. It's heavy. Yeah. But what it does for me is tells me what is their expectation that is going to happen here? By this point, we haven't talked about what type of video or video strategy we're going to do at any point yet. They might have an idea of what they think they want, but based on what they tell me right there, it's going to help me figure out, okay, do we need something more like a content strategy where we're going to make you very visible online in front of people, tons of Mm -hmm. micro content? Or are you already getting leads coming in? You're already getting that attention. You need to convert better or you want more qualified leads. Well, let's maybe make something that people have to watch before they get on a call or before they fill out a form. So it really depends on what their expectation is. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the importance of video marketing in your business because a lot of people will brush it off and go, eh, it doesn't really matter because they're uncomfortable with it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, you know, if you you just hear the word video and marketing and it feels like this pressure of like, wait, do I have to have all these cameras set up? Do I have to do this? It's like, it can be very overwhelming. So I guess that's a two-part question, but let's first talk about, you know, is it that important for your business? And then how do we overcome that overwhelm of actually doing it? Yeah, it's, I would say it's as important as you make it. It's like, could I, could I ask someone is like direct outreach important for your business? For some people who are all referral-based, they might not think so. Mm -hmm. Would it be great for their business? Probably. But the way that I look at it is video itself is is not everyone's savior. Like video is miracle grow. Miracle grow in the right circumstances is going to, like for the right plant, it's going to do wonders. But if that plant doesn't have 
good soil and plenty of sunlight and water already, the miracle Grow is not going to do anything. Yeah. So video marketing- Such a great analogy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Video marketing can do fantastic for a business. It can be incredibly important, but only if other things are already in place. Right. Well, what are some of those things that need to be in place? I would say it's having an actual offer that you know historically works, having a clear understanding of who you're speaking to with that offer and who you're targeting, Mm -hmm. having some type of system in place to actually convert interest into leads, into customers, and being able to fulfill on that. So basically, if you're actually operating a business and can handle growth or handle more input, then video marketing can do things. But you'd be surprised how many people want to jump to video before they have all that actually kind of locked in. Yep. It's alarming almost. Yeah, I know it's true. I mean, there's all of those pieces that you said you need you need all of them to make the whole machine work. And sometimes people are like, okay, well, I've got all the I've got the forms, I've got the salespeople, I've got this and that. It's like, yeah, but your offer really sucks. (laughs) You know, or it's like I've got, you know, I've got this really great offer, but they have no way of, you know, they're not marketing it. They're not, they're not showing it. Or it's like, I've got all these leads coming in, but we can't handle it. We don't have the sale, you know, they don't have all the systems in place. Exactly. Or it's like, we're going to make this video and then who's going to see it. It's like, do you have eyeballs on your stuff already? Because if if we add a video in that pipeline, you could do wonders. But if not, like, what's your game plan for that? Those are the things that I like to know before we get into a project with somebody. Totally. So a question that a lot of people will ask is, let's just say we've got all of those things in place and now we're going to supercharge our funnel with video. What are the metrics that we should be looking at to determine, is this video actually working for me? Like, is this actually doing the supercharge for, for my machine? It's such a tricky question. Because I, yeah, I know. I'm hoping you have the answers because I never know that. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. We're really digging into the, the hopeful genius here now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would say, see, the way that I look at this is that there are the, the metrics that you can measure. And those are things like at surface level views and likes and mm-hmm. one level down the engagement. And then if you're going to look at an actual website, like time on pages or, or clicks or conversion rates, things like that, that's all great. But what is one of the most valuable metrics for me is, is a little harder to track. And that's the people who are not interacting with the video that you post out, but see them and then eventually message you and go, I would love to set up a call. I've been loving your video, the content that you've been putting out. Yeah. Or the people who visited your website, maybe watched your stuff, weren't ready just at the time, but thought to themselves, this is who I'm going to go with when I need this. So it's those things that are really hard to measure unless you log every single occasion. But to me, those are the most valuable metrics of all. And again, if I had the answer to how we can track that, the offline stuff, I feel like we'd we'd be in fantastic shape. But Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) So you do, and you do like a lot of short style videos, right? Yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. What, you know, the big question is, and I'm seeing this too, is shorter videos are becoming more popular now. People are engaging more. They're watching them more. What is your philosophy on that long versus short and like where we're headed in terms of video marketing, creating those type videos? Yeah, I think it comes down to the intention, really. 
because the way that I look at it is there's two types of categories of videos. There's content and then there's assets. Mm-hmm. And I really just, I categorize it, categorize it this way because it's a little bit easier to for clients to wrap their heads around. So the, the content is the short form stuff. That's shorter length, more timely information usually. It's kind of usually going out on social media. It's capturing attention. It's disrupting people's scroll. And that has a massively important place in video marketing nowadays. I mean, every single platform is rewarding that type of content. It's getting pushed in front of everybody. I mean, we've got platforms that strictly just do short form video content. Right, right. And so in, in that setting, it's massively important. And I think it's important to understand how to craft it also yes. to actually keep people's interest once it's there. But also there is a place for that longer form, more evergreen type of video, more mid sales funnel, lower in a sales funnel. Once people have the the interest already there, the intention is that you're going to show that to people who are considering buying at that point. Right. Yeah. That's the main difference that I see between the short and long content. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So being that, like, I mean, I feel like every every year, you know, you get the new stats on video and every year the percentage is higher and higher in terms of like <laughs> people, you know, like people are more convinced to buy something once they we've seen a video about it or there needs to be, I mean, I think that obviously there's so much out there that shows that video marketing is going to improve your your brand, your, your sales, your engagement, all of that kind of stuff. What is like your recommendation of somebody who is brand new and is like, okay, I should probably be doing this. What is like the, the, the way that they can start doing this that isn't going to involve a ton of, you know, equipment or, you know, complicated stuff but still be effective. Not just like, I'm going to go, I'm just going to sit here and talk on my you know phone for a really long time. And what can people do that is frequent enough, but also impactful enough, but not overwhelming? Yeah, this is a great question. And it hits a few different people at a couple different spots. So if we're just assuming the baseline here, somebody who has a business, has some type of offer, now they're just trying to get into the video side of it. My starting point would be just starting. And I know that sounds so loaded. So what I'll what I'll back it up a little bit right there and give some type of practical example there is I like to recommend people video journaling. And this yeah. is the lowest risk, the lowest exposure. Basically, if you are going through something in your business, you, you have a thought or an idea or an emotion, pull out your phone, hit record and just start talking through it. What this is going to do is get you comfortable with actually speaking on camera because there's nothing like the thought of getting started when you have a massive fear of actually talking on camera. Yeah, It sucks. And yeah. so what I try and do is break that initial friction for people and say, look, just, just start talking to a camera. From there, I usually recommend stepping up to video messaging. So there's a few great apps that do that, but also just iMessage, you can do that. So it's a little more Mm one-on-one. And then once you've kind of got comfortable, stories, Instagram stories, Facebook, any any platform where it's just that, it's temporary. Yeah. Start talking about the things that you talk about regularly because that's going to be the lowest barrier to entry. 
if you're having these conversations in networking events or business meetings or anything already, just think of what those things are and just quick blurb about it. Do that regularly. And I'm and regularly, I mean like at, to begin with, a couple times a week. Yeah. Like that's just going to be easing you into it. That's that would be my starting point if you don't want to dive headfirst into the deep end. Right. Yeah. I think that I think that's awesome. I mean, there's it's people get really overwhelmed with, you know, reels and TikTok and creating all these creative type things. But I mean, I myself will listen to people that they're just talking. They're just talking on the app. It's not even, it's, there's nothing fancy. It's just sharing something. And there's, you know, that little caption that makes you want to pay attention, you know, because of what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm always kind of like, it's, it's as easy as that just to start with, with that. Exactly. And that's the thing that I, I understand because I've been there, the analysis or paralysis by analysis. Right. You're looking at all these different options and inputs and, and, what people are doing. And, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't, I'm not even ready to talk on camera. And now it wants me to do all of this too, captions and metadata and tags. Like it's, it can be overwhelming. And yeah. so I think that first step is just start, feel out the actual action of, of talking online, because then the other things you can start improving and tweaking and iterating as you, as you get more comfortable with each step. Right. Totally. I, I love the idea of video, video journaling. If no one sees it, just for the practice of it, of, of doing it. Yeah, and really guess, guess what? If you've been doing it, like I have a buddy who's been doing it for years, and now it's content for him. He yeah. posts stuff from four years ago. He's like, "Look where I was then versus now." It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's, and, and people you can love take it. little clips of it too, because you might not use this whole. You might be going off for five minutes, and then it's just like, you know what? That thirty seconds there. <laughs> Exactly. Wow, that I was, was onto something there. You, yeah. you surprise yourself. You're like, wow, I'm I'm pretty good at this. It's and that's true. the whole idea. Yeah. So speaking of that stuff, what are you finding are are the pieces of content when it comes to video that are really winning prospects' attention? I think it's the it's surprisingly a lot of the mindset stuff. For me, I about two months ago took a dive into posting video content, short form. Always posted video content, but never super consistently or in a batch setting. And so I just started like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck, you know? And a lot of the stuff that I noticed after the first 30 days of daily posting was things that talked about my interview techniques to get people comfortable on camera and um, some mindset stuff about like, here's the idea of increasing your surface area of luck and just a quick explanation on what that is. Like that stuff blew up. And I think it's just because it has a wider reach for people and anybody can kind of tune in and go, I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to think about that. Yeah, definitely. It's so true. What about people, especially being nervous, they're like, well, what am I going to say? So there's, you know, there's apps that have like the teleprompter stuff where you can read it. I have definitely used that before. I feel like you have to be, it's almost though you use it as a cue because you do want to be natural, but some people are just like they because they freeze immediately once they're you know they, it's rolling it's like okay you can retake it it's just on your phone but they freeze you know it's like i have all this stuff i want to say and then it's like i need a script i need something what are your thoughts on like having a script and is it okay for certain types of video or what what do you think i am not a fan of scripts personally yeah i have not used a script in my own work or my own videos or client projects in years. 
Yeah. And I do think there's a time and place for it, like a a commercial that is like going on a network. You right. gotta have that, you gotta have that down to a T. Yeah. But for the current state of online video marketing, I am a much bigger fan of frameworks because one, the, the downside of scripture me is that people don't sound natural. Yeah. People as as much as they think they can read off a script and not sound like it, you can always tell. Yeah. You can always it's true. tell. Especially if they're on video too. You see like the eye jitter, you know? It's hard to hide that. And that's a whole nother skill set to improve that you're bringing in a teleprompter to try and avoid that in the first place. Right. So what I've found that works best for myself and for clients is just interview-based, conversational, framework-driven delivery. Yes. And the concept behind this is you're already an expert in what you're going to be talking about. You already have these conversations regularly. Let's just get you talking. Yep. And that's kind of the core. That's like, because then you don't sound like you're reading off of a script to try and sound like a professional. That's totally my take. agree. I agree. I love that so much. How do you think someone could use that interview approach, especially if they're their own, you know, they're by themselves, mm-hmm. but they're like, I need to be able to speak naturally, but I can do it when somebody's asking me a question, but I'm by myself. So one of the things that I do that I didn't realize I sound a little more forced in my own content until I was called out by a lady in my one networking group. And she said to me, you know, I love that you're doing all this video stuff. This was a couple months ago. I love that you're doing all this video stuff. But like, just talking to you in person, it's just so much more real. And, and like, it just feels like you. I can tell. I can feel the passion. And I was like, oh, man, I thought I sounded pretty good. Darn. <laughs> so now what I do is it's this little like mental exercise that whenever I'm shooting my own content, I totally imagine that the camera is her. Like I, as if she is right there and I act as if she just asked me a question about whatever it is I'm getting ready to talk about. And then I just resume as if I'm answering her. So in a lot of my videos, they'll kick off with me going, yeah, so I mean, the way that I feel about this thing is, and then go. So it's not that. like a it's not like a crazy put together hook. It's as if I'm resuming a conversation with somebody. And yes. I think that is something that a lot of people can take and run with. I love that so much. I'm going to use that myself. I love it. I'm I'm counting on it now. I'm going to be watching. Right, I totally, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have like a little prompt thing and be like, okay, this person asked me this. All right, here we go. <laughs> it helps. It, it helps big time. It does. Okay. One thing I really want to talk about is you have a certain approach that you use and it's called build out loud. Yep. Why, like, what is this? Why is it so important? Yeah, absolutely. It's just important because of, of quick feedback loops. And I've spent a lot of time over the years working on something behind the curtain and trying to get it as close to perfect as I can before I tell anybody about it. And the, you know, you, you make a post like this big thing is coming when it's almost ready and then people are excited and then you post it and maybe you have an initial surge of interest and it was kind of, it's kind of done. It's like yeah. you're banking on the announcement being the big thing. But what I noticed is. So earlier this year, I started building my first online course and it was nerve wracking and exhausting, but awesome. And I started just posting about little updates of how it was going to just my network online. And the craziest thing happened. People really cared and were interested. And I thought to myself, why is this the first time I'm doing this? 
Yes. And so it's not, I'm, I will not take full credit for this, this idea of building out loud. I won't take any credit. I just am an adopter of it. So basically now, whenever I'm working on something new that I know I'm committing to, I will start making posts about it, just giving people a heads up. This is something I'm excited about. I've been working on it for about a week. Here's where I'm at right now. It's coming together. And because of the audience that I've built up of people who are interested in the things that I usually am working on, yeah. they go, this sounds awesome. You need to tell me more about it. I'm excited, ready for it whenever it comes. Yeah. And so it, what it does is gives people the opportunity to weigh in as something is being built. And that's so invaluable. Right. No, I love that so much. People want to be a part of, of the journey because they might be on a similar journey and they want to know, how are you doing it? How are you overcoming all of these different things? That's huge. I've thought of that myself because there's new things that we're doing within our business, new offers we're making, things that ways that we have shifted and ways that we're growing that I thought I would be interested in hearing somebody going through this. Like I would be following them right now. So why not record this journey? Why not like be real about it and and show what's going on? People just connect to realness a lot more these days. <laughs> they do. They do. And and yeah. it's everybody likes being the early adopter, the yeah. pioneer, you know. Totally. Like, there's a whole thing about like, oh, I love this band before everyone else did, you know? Yes. It's like if you can, if you can get people to have that level of passion around whatever it is you're doing, who wouldn't want that? Right. Okay. Did you follow somebody for your online course? Just curious to, to help uh, build it. So I, interestingly enough, I didn't go through necessarily like a course building course, which is a little, a little meta, <laughs> but yeah. I am a big fan of Justin Welsh, who oh, is, yes. he's a online, he's big on LinkedIn posts uh, all the time. Yeah. I know exactly. I know exactly who he is. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's we just fantastic. had Amy. Um, Amy Porterfield was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I well, whenever this airs, and you know, it's all about online digital courses. She's who I'm. You know, we use to build our courses. But yeah, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so I interestingly enough, just kind of looked at the structure of his one course, yeah, the content OS or the LinkedIn OS, and I was like, I love this. Why did I love it so much? And sort of just borrowed the structure to reverse engineer for my own stuff. So yeah, shout totally. out Justin Welsh. <laughs> yes, I love it. That's awesome. Well, I just have a couple more questions as we're as we're coming to a close here. What do you feel in video marketing is going to be like the next big thing? Like where where are we trending in in the coming year or two years? I think we're going to see a bigger divide in the quality like the physical quality of content. So I don't mean necessarily what's being said in a video, but in terms of how it looks. So yeah. I think with phones just being incredible quality nowadays, I think we're going to see a lot more user-generated content mm -hmm. being popular. It already is. Yeah. Like you look at TikTok ads, they need to look like a TikTok. Yeah. And so people just film them on their phones. Right. I have a buddy who does TikTok ads for like his business now and they don't they hardly even film anything or if they do they'll show up with a phone and that's that. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot of UGC and then I think we're also going to see a lot more higher production stuff uh in different use cases. But I think that in the middle like people just kind of bought a camera and are sort of like figuring out how to use it. I think that's going to be less still going to be there but it's going to have less of, of an importance. I think we're going to see a lot more people doing things themselves and then a lot on the flip side, 
companies investing in the higher production stuff and just doubling down. I think like people just trying to buy a camera or their own equipment and do it in-house is going to be, from my perspective, a little bit less popular. Yeah. Just because it's a lot. It's a lot to to reach that next next echelon of production quality. Exactly. Oh, totally. I agree. Okay. At the end, this is what I like to do. I'm ready for and then it. I'm gonna, and then I'm going to tell everybody where, where to find you. But I like to do these quick fire questions. Okay. Are you ready? I'll do my best. I will try. Okay. <laughs> YouTube or Vimeo? Depends on use case, but mostly YouTube. TikTok or Instagram? Oh, personally, right? <laughs> personally Instagram. But again, both are useful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who in the world of marketing is inspiring you right now? Ooh. Okay, Alex Ramosi is crushing it on with video content. Yes. But in terms of video marketers who actually do it, Ken Okazaki is like the man. He's awesome. Yeah. He's behind the scenes for a lot of that stuff. Nice. And then what is viral on your TikTok or Instagram? Like what kind of reel is going crazy? Surprisingly enough, I don't see a lot of like the viral trend stuff. And I feel like that's such a bad answer, but No, that's okay. I usually, I see like categories of content, not usually like the viral trends. So for me, it's like, I see a ton of snowboarding and golf content, but I don't see all the, I don't see the trends. And I feel like I just, I, I ended on such a low note right there. No, that's okay. That's okay. I was hoping for a good song or like, no, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. Oh, oh it's all man. good. I, I love it. I love it. Well, this is so much fun. This was so good. So many great takeaways. I love it when I have my own things that I'm going to put into action. So you can look out, you can nudge me and be like, hey, you're supposed <laughs> you're to be You're not doing answering work. questions yes. like you're talking to somebody. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to have my imaginary, you know, avatar there asking me the questions. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I love that. But where can our listeners find out more about you, your agency, and follow the videos that you are putting out? Absolutely. So LinkedIn, I've been kind of doubling down on. So I'm just David Lasowski over on LinkedIn and check the title or description for how to spell that. Yep. We'll have Uh, it in the show notes for sure. Sweet. Instagram, I'm big video guy. I don't know how I got managed to get that handle. And then uh, I'm over on YouTube also, David Lasowski and website is foxal, F-O-X-A-L dot media. If you are in the market for some video strategy. Awesome. David, this is so great, so useful, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for having me on. This was fantastic. You make yes. it easy. It's, I'm never on the other end of this. And it was easy. <laughs> the Video Marketing Secrets Podcast is brought to you by The Draw Shop. To learn more about The Draw Shop and how we can help your business grow through the power of video, visit thedrawshop.com slash secret. Be sure to search for Video Marketing Secrets on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at The Draw Shop, thank you for listening.